Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we'll be talking to Bishop Donald DeGrood about gratitude and uh, ways we can be more grateful for the gifts God has given us in our life. Uh, first, we will talk to Dr. Chris Bergwald. He's joining us again by Zoom for those of you who are watching my video. This is the last time, I hope, for a while. <laughs> well, it's we, only the second time. We, Make it I know, but we minute. miss you in the studio. Yeah, well, it's, I'm still in my, mm. what, what did we call it last week? The, the undisclosed location, the the the, the COVID close contact quarantine bunker. Yes. I told you, say that five times fast last week. You never yeah. did. <laughs> no, no, and it's not going to happen this week either. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. what do you got for so, biblical bites today? So do you remember from last week, Renee, when does Advent start? It starts at 3.59, the day before the Sunday first Sunday of Advent. Right. So um, Saturday. We're, re- we're recording this on Thursday, the what, 18th. So a week from a week from Saturday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this weekend, though, the, the readings that we're looking at for this weekend. Um, do you remember what the name of this last Sunday in ordinary time is? Oh, no, I should have looked. Where's the calendar? Bill? Where's the calendar? <laughs> I have Google here. Bill, remind me, Bill, where do your where do your boys go to school again? What's the name? Oh, oh. It's Christ the King. Christ the King. Yeah. Right. Right. So, okay. so for um, since since we uh, the mass has been in the local language, um, English in our case, uh, since the late '60s, this this last Sunday in ordinary time has been known as Christ the King. However, if you remember, nine years ago, um, we got the new translation of the mass mm-hmm. that tweaks some of the words mm-hmm. to come in to, to bring it into greater um, greater accuracy as a translation from the official Latin. So Latin is still the official language of the church, including the official language of the mass. So um, the English, English, the prayers that we use at mass are translations from the official Latin text of, of the mass. So in Latin, uh, I don't know the Latin title, but the more accurate translation of this, this, this Sunday, which we for a few decades called Christ the King is now more technically called the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Oh yeah. I just thought that was a oh, little yeah. a little weird. Like the first time I heard that, I was like, King of the universe. I suppose. Our I just Lord, never think of right. it that way. Right, right. <laughs> so so when you so Christ the King, our Lord Jesus Christ, King King of the universe. There's say more about that, Renate. For you, how did what was the difference in, in feeling or, or, or the difference in meaning that was conveyed by those two titles? Yeah, I think I think for me, at least, and this is going to sound weird probably, but I'm always thinking, okay, you know, you think about God and everything, and you're just thinking about earth and your little hole here. <laughs> it's a, the it's a ball. Third rock from the, yeah, the ball, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you aren't thinking about everything. And maybe that's not how they mean it. That probably isn't, but that's the first thing that comes to my head, like, you're like, we were talking about everything. He created everything. So he's really king of the universe. And I don't always think of it that way. So you just said that's probably not what they mean by that. Or what did you mean? Could you explain? You, you, a minute ago, you just said that's when, probably not what they mean, mean by that. Which you, which of the two titles were you referring to? Or the universe. The, you, well, because me saying it's the, all the universe, mostly because I thought of it. <laughs> which is what I mean. They probably weren't thinking that. <laughs> So, so which piece of the universe is Jesus not king of? None of them. Well, oh, wait, hell. 
Uh, wow. I don't know. That's you, Bill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bill. Bill, you're like the lifeline. You know? uh, can I use Bill. my Bill lifeline? <laughs> can I make a call? <laughs> uh, there is no corner of the universe that Jesus is not king of. So the new t- the new translation is exactly what you suspected it okay. was. All right, it does mean it, it, it's. And again, it's not it's not really a new title. It's just a better translation mm-hmm. of the official Latin. Um, he is not just um, Lord of my heart. He is not just Lord of my household or Lord of our diocese or or my parish or yours. He is Lord, King of everything. Mm-hmm. He, uh, th- there is nothing over which Jesus Christ does not have dominion. I think the reason this strikes me is kind of that Lord of my heart uh, thing that I just said a minute ago. I think sometimes we can um, spir- overly spiritualize mm-hmm. Jesus's kingship, mm-hmm. right? So it's just about, you know, uh, he's, he's Lord of, of my prayer life and Lord of my faith and Lord of my attempts to grow in holiness. And that, those things are all true. He is, he is my king, my liege um, from, you know, I don't know how many movies. But uh, we maybe he, make him too the small then, huh? What's that? We maybe make him too small then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It is true that, that, that he, he is, should be um, king of me, mm-hmm. but he's king of everything. Right. Every, he has dominion, lordship over everything, you know, my Lord, um, you know, medieval titles or whatever. That's kind of what, well, that gets at the reality of who and what Jesus Christ is ever since the resurrection. It may not be visible, but that's what it means. So as we celebrate this final Sunday of ordinary time, think about the fact that Jesus isn't just Lord of me, but he's Lord of everything. All right. Thanks a lot, Dr. Burgold. See you soon. You bet. All right, today on the show with me, I have Bishop Donald DeGroote again. I love having you here, Bishop DeGroote. I love razzing <laughs> you, so I'm, I like being here too. Good. All right, today we are going to talk about gratitude since we are just a few days away from Thanksgiving. Um, first, can we start with a prayer? Absolutely. All Happy right. to. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all the many, many graces and blessings in our life. We pray that we might receive ever more deeply all that you want to give to us so that we can ever more live out of that place of love, ever more clearly see the blessings that we are given in life, and through that also to grow in gratitude and thanksgiving and to give you the glory and the honor for all good things that you give to us and that you do in and through us. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. <clears throat> are you ready for this? Uh, ready or not, here we go. <laughs> all right. Okay. So... Um, Let's first kind of get a good definition of gratitude and and how the church, what the church says about gratitude and what God says. Yeah, put in simple ways, I'll put it in my own kind of Mm -hmm. language, but it's really uh, another kind of similar word is thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So if we think of, for example, when we celebrate Mass, uh, the term that is sometimes used for that is Eucharist, and the meaning of Eucharist means thanksgiving. Mm. So... What we do when we offer gratitude, it's an expression of thanksgiving, something that we have received that we are really acknowledging and we're happy about, we're grateful for. We give thanks to God, mm-hmm. if you will. So we might think of gratitude as a way of just something. If, if you do something nice for me, I express gratitude. Hey, thanks a lot for helping me out with whatever, right? right? 
Uh, the Eucharist is Thanksgiving. We offer Thanksgiving to God for the graces and blessings of our life. So it's really that spirit and that disposition of acknowledging what we have and giving in an expressive way that gratitude to God and to others, that Thanksgiving, if you will. Right. So um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about the great things about gratitude here in a minute. I'm going to get the bad things out of the way first, sure. <laughs> the hard parts. We as humans sometimes have a hard time remembering to be grateful. Oh. So mm. what are some things that cause us to lose that sense of gratitude in our life? You know, a really important thing in all of our lives is to make sure that we're taking time each day to reflect upon our blessings. Mm -hmm. So if we live our lives in too busy of a fashion, it's very easy to just take things for granted and just, you know, kind of uh, not take the time to stop and think about it. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing is we can develop a disposition of like it's owed to me. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they speak of that as like entitlement, mm -hmm. like, well, my parents owe me this, right? I should have the latest iPhone or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and it can be too for us, certainly as adults too. We can take on this expectation that there shouldn't be difficulty. We shouldn't have struggles or problems, but that everything is owed to us. Mm -hmm. And really a much healthier disposition is to realize that every good thing we have is God's gift to us. And even the trials we have in our life, if we look at them uh, as God knows them to be, they'll actually be opportunities to grow, to help us grow in holiness. And one day we will see that they too were a blessing, as difficult and painful as they are. Okay. You actually are jumping ahead a little bit oh, on me, but th that's okay. You don't know what I'm going to ask you. Because um, you, you just said something really important, I think, sure. that uh, we should even be grateful for the things that seem bad in our life. Yeah. And um, there are some saints that, are kind of real good examples of gratitude. And one saint that I found a really good quote from is St. Jose Maria Escriva. Oh, yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, this is the quote from this saint. Uh, Get used to lifting your heart to God in acts of thanksgiving many times a day because he gives you this and that, because you have been despised, because you haven't what you need or because you have. <clears throat> Thank him for everything because everything is good. So we should be thankful for even the bad things in our life. Can you explain that well, in, a, in better detail? And how I'll, do we do that? I will do my best. <laughs> okay. So I think it's easy to think of from a human perspective, so without a Christian mindset, that we should try to do everything as, as reasonably possible to make everything as easy as possible mm -hmm. or as good as possible, if you will. Good meaning easy, pleasurable, right. not difficult. What we have to remember is Jesus is so very clear to be a Christian, and in particular for us to be a Catholic, means that we must take up our cross and follow him. Mm -hmm. So to be a Christian, in other words, to let God into us so God can be alive in and through us, it means that we need to allow ourselves to let whatever God allows in life to come our way and how we accept those difficulties and sufferings, including the good things that come in our life, are all the way that God works in and through us for the salvation of the world. Okay. So when something good comes to me, I express gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's a way to give praise, thanksgiving to God. Okay. When something difficult comes my way, when we grow in our spiritual lives, we realize that God is inviting me into his own cross. I get a chance to offer up my difficulty to God as an act of love. Right. And so when I do that as a Christian, as we grow into learning and understanding that suffering, difficulty, trials in life, disappointments, God allows those to bring about something even greater. 
And when we have an interior disposition of seeing that God's going to bring something good out of this, it changes our whole mindset. Right. And I think once you start doing that, being grateful in even the difficult times, you see the good things that happen and it makes it easier yes. as you go. It does. At least that's been my experience and the experience of other people I've talked to. Yeah. So. And I'd say too, sometimes, uh, yeah, not only in the experience itself, because as we're growing, we're starting to see it, but I also find that maybe at the time I didn't, but as I look back, then I can see the good things that came out mm -hmm. of it. So sometimes we have it before or as it's happening, sometimes it might be as we reflect back and say, oh, now I understand in right. a new way. Right. Um, so how do we, and maybe you already answered this, but how can we fight against falling into the trap of being ungrateful, especially yeah. to God? And we might be ungrateful to our parents or, or our husbands or wives or our coworkers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So how do we fight against that? I mean, it's just so easy to do. Yeah. First of all, you know, we have to be careful not to shame ourselves because it's part of original sin where we have lots of broken inclinations, mm -hmm. right? Just lots of broken desires. And one of those can be a sense of selfishness, entitlement, some of those things we were talking about earlier. So I would actually advise two ways. One is, um, you know, each day, if we could, as part of our examination of conscience, not only acknowledge the things that we didn't do as well, like, oh, I didn't accept that cross as well as I should, mm -hmm. right? But it also is a very fruitful thing, even before that, to acknowledge what are the good things that have happened today. Right. So in other words, when I start training my mind to think about the positive things, then I'm living out of a more positive disposition. Okay. And when I see the areas of failure in my life in the day, I'm able to say, oh, yeah, I can see I could, should have done that differently. Lord, I'm sorry. So we don't beat ourselves up. We don't right. get discouraged by it. So I think a good uh, kind of gratitude list, if you will, maybe even before at the end of the day, we say, Lord, I'm sorry for any sins I may have done, but also a gratitude list. Lord, thanks for, gosh, this went really well today, and I'm excited about this. I got to see this person. So as we keep before our minds that process of conversion, be gentle with ourselves, but also uh, really discipline ourselves. Right. And that's my second point. Disciplining ourselves in our beautiful Catholic Church, it speaks about asceticism. Asceticism is basically where we discipline ourselves in various ways. Mm -hmm. So fasting is an example. Mm -hmm. Prayer, not giving in to what I want. Think of it this way. The more I give in to what's easy, pleasurable, and what I desire, the more, typically the more uh, we will struggle with crosses and often we'll be less grateful for our blessings mm. because we're so focused on ourselves. Right. So asceticism is actually disciplining the mind, the body, the will, the spirit, all our whole being to not just give in to what's pleasurable and desirable, mm -hmm. but to actually say, what's the right thing to do right now? Well, maybe I should fast because that's what I'm sensing would be really good and helpful that I can offer it, for example, uh, for someone we love. Right, right. That, that would be an example. So healthy asceticism or healthy discipline to not just always keep giving in to what we want. Mm -hmm. And as part of that, get our mind off ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think another way um, that we can maybe be help be, become more grateful is to stop comparing ourselves to everybody oh, else. Good point. It, and social media seems to really bring that about very easily. Some of it so, does. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. So I think if we can stop comparing good ourselves point. to each other, that would be helpful. Yeah. A lot. Oh, and that kind of goes back to the shaming thing too, yeah, right? Yeah, that's we true. Can, I don't feel like I'm as bright or I'm as gifted or I'm as this or I'm that or what's the other yeah. person thinking? Look how much fun they're having all the time. And, yeah. yeah. But see, it's always bringing it back to us. Mm -hmm. In gratitude, when we look at the Lord and we ask him to reveal to us the truth, 
about how loved we are and even our weaknesses, but he loves us for all of that. It's mm-hmm. a very positive, proactive approach rather than all this negative, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't get this and this didn't go right and look at that person. And you know, it's all, it's like we're ruminating in our head. Mm-hmm. We want to get in our heart and receive the love of God. And through that, it really orders our thought process. Right. And it helps us love God more when we can be. Oh, yes. we, and I mean, really that gratitude is a way to give him praise and worship in a small way, but well, maybe it's a big way. It is know. a big way. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great point. Cause not only is it, we grow in gratitude to God, but we also grow in gratitude for the way God made us. We grow in mm, gratitude yeah. for the gifts others have. So suddenly it's, I see it as God knows it to be. Yeah. And we also remember that everything <clears throat> we have is a gift from God everything. And, and put it in its right order that way. You got it. Um, if you're just joining us, I'm talking to Bishop Donald DeGroote today about gratitude. Um, so are there any saints, I might be putting you on the spot here a little oh, bit. You are. are there any saints that you kind of think can think of that are real big on gratitude? I can help you if you need to. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Why don't you go with yours first and then I'll ponder that while you're, you're well, sharing it. Blessed Solanus Casey, who's not a saint yeah. yet, oh, but he is on his way. Um, nice. He said, thank God ahead of time. Whoa, I Which, like that. I know, I thought that too. So we should really be thanking God for things we haven't even gotten yet. Yeah, is that right? good point. Yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm being taught something today. This is very good because well, I have lots to learn. I, I expected like uh, something in return here and <laughs> just that was surprising. <laughs> God's filled with surprises. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, yeah, are there any other saints you can think of that um, maybe uh, Mother Teresa maybe is another one who had to be very grateful for what she did have and could give yeah. to the people around her. Yeah, you know, I think as each saint grows in holiness, that's part of what happens in them. Yeah. So part of being rightly ordered in our thoughts and our actions is that we grow in gratitude. One of them that just jumps out at me as you were offering your thoughts is St. Therese of Lisieux. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, simple, humble. But she would say at one point in her life, it's all grace. Mm-hmm. She realized that everything good that God blessed her with, how he protected her, how he loved her, it's all gift. Mm-hmm. And when we realize that, that really can intensify our gratitude. I'm even experiencing that in my heart right now as I reflect on that in my own life. It's like, yeah, it's all gift. It's all grace, mm-hmm. right? So my point is, as we grow in holiness, regardless of the saint, that becomes part of what they uh, start to experience on a deepening level. Right. And I think Therese of the Sioux is a beautiful example of that for yep. me. Yep, I agree. Um, so are there some ways we can help other people be more grateful in kind of an ungrateful world right now? <laughs> yeah. In a lot of ways. You know, I think one thing, for example, with parents or maybe grandparents, uh, you know, always teaching about gratitude mm-hmm. is a good thing. But if we can teach about it by manifesting it in our witness, So if we say to, say, one of our grandkids or one of our kids, hey, thanks a lot for taking out the garbage, cleaning your room up. So lots of affirmation Mm -hmm. can affirm positive behavior. So you want to grow in gratitude and appreciation. It's important that we uh, share that gratitude. It's also good if we can acknowledge it in somebody else, if they say, hey, thanks a lot for helping me out with whatever, we can have a response back that, hey, you know, thanks a lot for sharing that. I really appreciate it, right? Oh, yeah. So it's it's really the encouragement of the positive behavior. So it's the teaching, you know, well, just remember now to, you know, tell grandma thanks when mm-hmm. after you go mm-hmm. visit her, right? Okay. So it could be a teaching thing, but then when we experience it in someone, we can also affirm that. So encouragement goes a long ways. 
And certainly as we live our lives in gratitude, when we are interiorly peaceful and joyful, right with God in the world, regardless of what's going on in the world, uh, people see that and, and they desire that. Right. We, we all desire good things. We don't desire all this tension and negativity and whatever else that we struggle with uh, sometimes in our world and certainly the things that happen in our world. But we allow ourselves to be raised above it by the grace of God mm-hmm. and growing in gratitude, expressing that gratitude in our witness um, and just being people of, of gratitude and thanksgiving and living it and expressing it, you know, works of charity, works of kindness, mm. works of uh, tithing, works of all kinds of ways, mm-hmm. both in thought and prayer, thanking God in prayer, right? Teaching kids how to thank God in prayer. Mm-hmm. There's lots. Prayers is one of the key ways we express gratitude. Right. But it also can be by other actions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said earlier, it could be fasting for things and offering that to God. It can be uh, sharing our gifts, our talents, mm-hmm. our treasures with others are beautiful ways to express gratitude. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that probably doesn't help, especially with adults, is to just say, well, you should be more grateful. <laughs> That's really, and like you said, being using example is, is mu- a much better way to Bingo. help other people get there. Yeah. You know, shame is really a negative thing. It's yeah. not of God. Guilt is, is of God. Guilt is when I've done something wrong and I realize that I'm sorry for it, right? right? That's a healthy thing. Right. Shame is I feel embarrassed, mm-hmm. so to speak, kind of as an analogy. So it's, it's okay, but so shaming people often just helps, it actually lowers their self sense, a sense of self-esteem mm-hmm. and they can feel bad and it doesn't really ultimately help with the uh, the progress forward. It's acknowledging, yeah, there wasn't something, you, you should have been more mm-hmm. grateful to grandma, for example, right? But doing it in a way as teaching is different than a way of shaming them. Right, right, for sure. Um, okay, so what are you most grateful for, Bishop? Oh, the love of God. <laughs> Honest to God, that's what it is. Uh, you know what, as, I've, as I continue to grow in my own personal life and spiritual life, um, I think I, I think the, the point I made earlier about St. Therese of Lisieux is a beautiful witness to me. I think I'm seeing more clearly that everything is such a gift and such a grace. Mm-hmm. So I'm most grateful for God's love for me personally and how he's blessed me. For example, the sacraments, you know, giving his own life within me mm-hmm. uh, and through the sacramental life of the church. So Holy Eucharist, being able to receive that every week, every day. Uh, as a as a priest and as a bishop mm-hmm. uh, is just is just one example, right? So I'd say by and far, I'm just so grateful to God for His grace, and through that comes all the other things, right? right? So the graces He gives me in ministry, the clarity, the conviction, the courage, so whatever it is I need, like even in these little videos, I just sense in prayer I'm supposed to do this, and boom, go! Mm-hmm. I have a lot to be grateful for. It's an inspiration from God. It's it's a stirring within the heart that's of the Lord. So. I could use lots and lots and lots of examples, right? But I'm <laughs> grateful to be uh, the bishop here in our diocese. I'm grateful for the kindness that I've experienced here and and the cooperation of beautiful souls mm-hmm. and uh, just seeing God working in such beautiful ways and the ways that's manifest. I can make a very, very long list of many right. things I have to be grateful for. My family, my friends, my, my priesthood, but most of all, it's the love of God, yeah. which is expressed in all these other ways. Yeah. And I hope even the challenges of 2020. <laughs> you know, whatever God has ahead, as long as I stay in the Lord, it doesn't matter what the challenges are. I'm, I'm glad you say that. Oh, it... <laughs> I'm absolutely confident of that. Oh, good. That, that actually helps because it makes us feel better when what? we see you uh, very happy and, yeah, and free and I am. Yeah, it helps us Because a lot. the eyes are on the Lord and not on the problems. Right. Because sometimes we don't have the solutions. And sometimes yeah. God doesn't, 
have the solution, the same solution that we have in mind. He has some other plan, and sometimes that means suffering and cross and difficulty. But we're in the Lord. We have the grace to live it well. Good. How has gratitude changed your life, kind of mm. over your life? How has that, I mean, has that got, has that, how, did that help you become a priest? Did the, or was that kind of later? Were you maybe not so grateful earlier? I'd say it's kind of like this, right? You know, <laughs> a big up and down. Huh? Oh, yeah, all the time, right? So I think we grow in different ways, and sometimes I'd forget. You know, certainly the first thing that comes to my mind is just as an example <clears throat> how I grew in gratitude for my parents mm -hmm. as a kid, right? It's like, yeah, well, they owe that to me. Can't or wait whatever. to get out of here. I can't wait to get out of here, right? <laughs> I want to be independent. I want to do my own thing. And it actually wasn't until I was gone. As my, even my brain started to mature, but also hopefully spiritually, as I started to mature, I realized, oh, hold it, do you realize everything they've done for me? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's changed a lot. And actually, it really struck me when my dad died uh, 17 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I realized, reflecting back, how much I have to be grateful for him and for my parents. So that was really a wake-up call in my life, because sure. I think I was taking it way too for granted. And I was a priest by that point, right? right? So I was in my, well, in my 30s. Mm -hmm. um, so... I think it, my point is it's grown for me over time and there's ebbs and flows. Sometimes I get preoccupied by things mm -hmm. and it's like, oh man, I need to step back. And right. that's why I love Thanksgiving, the actual celebration of the mass of Thanksgiving yeah. day too, because it's like, we're just here to give thanks to God. Yep. And it's just good to take a day to do that. Yeah. And I think if you, if you ha aren't in the habit of going to church on Thanksgiving day, I don't get there every year. Sometimes we host, so it's sure, really sure, hard sure, to get there sure. in the morning. But when we have a chance, we try to go on Thanksgiving Day, and it changes the day. It does. Which is really kind of cool, because otherwise you're just like food yeah. and football. Yeah. Well, there's this whole other side that we need to remember. Yes. So. No, I absolutely agree. And you know that, and that's part of the reason why it's such a gift for me as a priest and as a bishop to celebrate Mass every day. Yeah. I realize not everybody can come every day, but when people can come and we start to grow in our friendship with God through the Holy Eucharist, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, great thing. It is. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about gratitude or do we hit it all? You know, there's always more to learn. So maybe <laughs> yeah, we save true. the rest for next time. Okay, I How's think that's that sound? great. I think that's great. All right. So since Thanksgiving is in a few days, will you give us a blessing before we go? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for every grace and blessing you give us in our life. Help us to uh, understand, receive, and embrace that everything that comes our way is ultimately a gift from you. Even the crosses, the difficulties, the uh, struggles we have in life or in our, our world or church or country, whatever it might be, we just pray that we might enter more deeply in friendship with you because... When we do, we realize that you are really what we want. And so the other disappointments or whatever else, we start to have a change of mind and a change of heart saying, I most want is God. And so we just ask your grace and blessing, Father, in this uh, as, as we prepare here for Thanksgiving. And I ask your grace and blessing upon all the good folks, not only in the diocese here on the eastern side of South Dakota, throughout our whole state, throughout our whole country and world. And may the blessing of Almighty God as we celebrate Thanksgiving be upon all of you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here with me You're today, welcome. Bishop DeGrude. You're welcome. All right. You can uh, watch uh, Catholic Views anytime you want on YouTube. You can find us at SF Diocese. Um, and you can also watch other podcasts that we uh, produce in the diocese. So check us out there if you would. I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, make sure you take time to be grateful for what you have today. All right. That's it for us today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Catholic Views.